Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. This week's topic is the hardest damn thing I've worked on in the five years. Well, it'll be five years in July that we've been doing this show. So much so that I can't do it exactly the way we set out to do it. Now, by but the way, I have I will talk and I have a plan. It's just I don't know video games, or as James Thomas would say, video games, because he's the one with the PhD and says words like that. I, I gentlemen, did you any, did you all have a hard time with this? Is it just no? Me? I yes, had a. You- I, I had a hard time with anything current. But, 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 so one of the reasons, because this is an episode that I pitched, if I remember correctly. And the reason yeah, I, I think it's a good it, idea. I'm not arguing. I, well, no, no. I, I want to state lacking. this. I, I want to say this at the beginning. The reason I pitched it is because we talk about movies a lot. And the comment I made to uh, these gentlemen that are behind Joe and Chad uh, is that we talk about movies a lot, but movies. I do have my Police Academy is, 5 poster up. Is, okay. is, is, are, are small Spit potatoes, out, bitch. are small potatoes compared to video games. Anymore, that's probably true. And, and- uh, the, 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 the expectations, so, you know, A, now they are similar in how much they cost to make and market. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, 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 Game development is has gotten into again the cost of what it costs to produce a movie is what it costs to do a game now. We're seeing the same talents do voiceover work that act in movies are now doing voiceover work. Can I interrupt in you there? Games. A yeah. third of Giancarlo Esposito's questions were about video games. Yeah, Turned absolutely. Um, I bet twenty five percent. No exaggeration. He's Far Cry Six, right? But yeah, Silas yeah, plays yeah, it. And yeah. I immediately. Not only did they use his voice, they used his likeness. Oh, because he does mocap for it. I mean, yeah. and he talked about it on. So, and that wasn't me name dropping. It's just I. That was one of the first times that I've been with a major character actor. He's probably. I should. I don't say character actor in a, in a degrading way. No, that no. that twenty five percent of the questions weren't about movies. They were about video games. Which gets In to detail. this point, which gets to this point that I was getting ready to make. Currently, and this is from an investment database. Currently, the video game sector for investments and profit is larger than the movie and music industry combined, and it's only expected to get bigger with expectations of of revenue, pure profit, expected to breach over 260 billion dollars by 2025 are either of you all shocked by that no No. not at all no no part of that is and this is what i was thinking about that because at first i was like oh my god that's shocking but then i thought how have video games changed that movies haven't one of the ways they've changed is world of warcraft right it's no longer so back in the day joe you bought your atari and you bought you bought your et video game and I then you got been. mad and you burned it, but but you owned that game. Yeah, they made money off you one time. I know. Now World of Warcraft is there's other there's still games They're like not the that. only one, but yes, yeah, there's still games like that. But games like World of Warcraft, you pay a monthly fee to play, so it's no longer you pay once and you're done. But anyway, that's why I pitched this show is a let's broaden our audience. I hope. And talk about video games, but B, 
we're doing pop culture and quite frankly we're missing the elephant in the room because it is bigger than video games it's and, and about me or bigger than movies and uh it's music talking about me i think so why doesn't he love me <laughs> <laughs> because i send him chocolates that he won't eat he just gets mad at me and calls me diabetes but at least i send him something i don't believe any of this now i was about to say i don't know who's getting all these chocolates i've, I've met chad he does not send chocolates now i will say this about video games like i said none of mine are relevant uh i don't own a video i, I haven't bought a video game system with the exception of the nintendo switch that we have for the kids but i haven't bought one of the bigger video game systems in probably 15 years um it's just not um i'm just not that uh never been that much into video games now however um in the last year and a half i will say i have been getting sucked into the video game world and i'm playing more video games and something that i've never done i've been able to do in the 40 plus years i've been on this earth i'm actually beating video games and i'm enjoying it so i'm like i'm like i don't know why now um but um, figure out where carmen san diego was okay get Diego. still never can figure where she's at diego it's one of the few elusive games that i haven't i've been uh, that i play i still get out my floppy disk into my old 1980s computer so (laughs) i even i even brought up i had to go to a kid's birthday party and i started asking questions of the parents of the of the parents of the kids of her and they're all the same age all my kids class and i was one of the few that didn't have a ps5 yeah um, i mean yeah the majority of the folks now granted they're, they're probably the ones i was talking to are more nerdy and more apt to do it or more apt to have it but i was one of the few that didn't have the ps5 at the house yeah. And it was me talking because I was curious. No one knew we had this episode coming. I was like, just how out of date am I? And I'm just pretty damn out of date. The more, the I, older I get, the more I realize how I ever was on a cinephile. Yeah. And I mean, I, I was the same way too. I, I, hold on. Um, I got to sneeze. So continue talking. Well, what I want to do is, is because there's just so many video games out there. And when you, when I started thinking about my favorites and James and Chad, James had this idea and James and Chad were going back and forth. And I, I actually completely support this is like, Oh, you know, the ones that haven't been made into movies and the ones that should be made into the movies and who should direct them and who should star in them. And I was like, that's a great idea. And then I start breaking it down going, well, they, you know, I really enjoyed that DuckTales game. Once you learned how to do yeah. the Pongo thing. The Pongo thing yeah. Hey, but they made that movie right. already. They made okay, the my- movie. First game I ever beat, and it was the only. It was there was like a probably a fifteen year gap, maybe a ten year gap before I beat another video game. <laughs> so, you all have this. I'm going to do it a little differently. I'm going to spit out a few games. <laughs> He's going to talk about spaghetti. <laughs> I'm going to talk about. I had the fried bologna. I'm going <laughs> to talk about a few games, and then you're going to tell me because I didn't play them, but they're huge. Okay, yeah, and I probably and. Joe James is probably gonna be the only one who did play them. I so for, yeah, for this context, is how only way I could attack this and have anything to say or be coherent in any way, shape, or form. Okay, why are you okay. gonna start being coherent now? But I will say this: the only game, the, the so for so for the listeners who the few listeners we have who are video game people, the last game that I beat and played was South both South Park games. Stick I of truth. Say caveman games. No. 
No, uh, I tried playing that on an emulator. It does not hold up. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it was the two South Park games, Stick of Truth and the Separate But and the Separate But Whole, um, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It's separate pro- But it's, Whole. Um, it's probably the most. Those two games were probably the most fun I've had playing video games since one of the games I'm going to mention in today's podcast episode. So. All right. Do you want me to go uh, yeah, first? That really is not fit into that, but that doesn't fit into this category. But yeah, go ahead. All right. So I my first one is a big one that I didn't play that's been huge for many years. It was huge when you and I were the three of us were kids. I never had it. Why have they never made a Zelda movie? That's actually a great question. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys, I'm done. This has been Joe Lewis Bonehead <laughs> Weekly. Why have they made the Zelda movie? But you know, and I was looking these up and I was good. Hasn't it hasn't thing. it got hasn't it been in developmental hell or hasn't it been like getting started and then crashed? So Chad, the one thing that I played quite a bit that had not been developed that had never been shot is coming out on Paramount Plus. I could not talk about Halo because it has been done now. Uh yeah, yeah, it's already out. Like that's what I'm saying. I haven't out. watched it, but that's that's a that last kind of recent video game that I played quite a bit was Halo. Yeah. Well, that's over with. So yeah. I, I, the next thing was me going through the history of video games of the ones and why did they never make a Zelda film? Because you can follow the adventures of Link, right? Yeah, and the yeah, sort of power, Triforce, yeah, and whatnot. Ugh, it, the Triforce is kind of convoluted, right? It couldn't well, there's be three forces, Final Jay. Fantasy, and they well, that, made a shit film out of that. I would say the problem with Final Fantasy is there's not one Final Fantasy, Fantasy which yeah. is which is is complicated because you would think, oh, this is a Final Fantasy. Now we're doing another one. Which why do you call the last one final? Anyway, uh, <laughs> but also it's a movie about space animals or ghost animals, which is not what the video game's about, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I, can't, no, well, I don't problem, remember the-, the problem is there's none of the, the only thing all. Final Fantasy games have in common it's the chocobos, the giant chickens you ride. I, I, I thought that James just said something racist there for about half a second. Giacomo, are you against okay. chocobos? Talk anyway, hey now, hey, by the way, hey now, hey, by the way, there was going to be a Legend of Zelda live action, it was going to be on Netflix, and allegedly Netflix leaked it too soon. Nintendo got mad and canceled, is, is what I've, I've read. Now, I don't know, yeah, okay, now, now I'm remembering, but yeah. we still don't have it. No, no, and, Why and, have we not had that? That game was huge, although I never played it as a kid, I've never played the game. Do you think one of the challenges to that would be, and maybe this is a challenge with video games in general, is that there are now 27 different Zelda games? I, you know, that's one challenge, but they've done it with Resident Evil now several times. So, but the, and the other thing is, I was sitting in the theater Saturday. Uh, my kid, uh, I took him to see the new Sonic. He likes Sonic and he liked the other one. We have to watch it quite a bit. And actually, I enjoyed the Sonic movie. We've talked about it on here. This next one, I almost fell asleep. But I don't think it was made for me. I'm just going to walk away. I don't want to have a turning red situation again. And I was sitting there, and and I looked at the box office. Did you guys see the box office? Oh, seventy-one million dollars. Seventy-one million dollars. Video games are bigger than movie, and, and that's it. It is, and but plus, it's global. But you got to think too. Sonic's a rare example. Most comic book movies crash and burn. Uh, I, I don't video even game know movies because comic book movies do okay. <laughs> Sorry, video game movies. <laughs> But do you think one of the reasons a lot of them crash and burn is that they suck? No, they suck. To, yeah, completely. I love because, video games, but 
uh, what a lot of people think will happen, and I think this is true to a certain extent with comic book movies, is they think, oh, we're going to make a comic book movie. We're going to get the rights to that comic. And then are you going to make that comic or the comic into a movie? Oh, no, no, no. We just got the rights to it. We're going to fundamentally change it. Which is back to Resident Evil. Those Resident Evil games have very little, movie have very little to do with the game. And then they finally made Welcome to Raccoon City, which I reviewed for Scarefest a few weeks ago, and I finally watched it. And then you can watch a documentary about how many, not even shots, but scenes are completely lifted in that movie from the first two, Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2. The, the whole truck turning over and it's not giving anything away is straight out of the video game, even where it cuts. Yeah, it's straight out. And the problem was the movie was boring. Yeah. I well, mean, there's a difference, right? I mean, there's a difference if you're if cast and the scripts kind of suck. And, and But it had a good atmosphere. But, I mean, it, the movie's boring. It was boring. Well, there's a difference, though. And that's that's one of the issues. Is if I'm controlling it and I'm deciding at what speed that character moves, mm-hmm. you can keep my interest longer. Right? I, I assume. You know, it's tough. And, and then but, I'll watch the... Go ahead. But... If I'm ha- if it is a passive experience, you have to keep find a way to keep my interest. When I I can trust. If it's a passive experience, it's easier to lose. Well, anyway, so that was my one, Zelda. Who's next? Check, go ahead. Okay, I'll go. Um, so we are living in the age of superhero movies. We see what three, sometimes four, sometimes even six a year. We're getting a little tired of them. Well, I, me and Joe are, James. I, I don't know how you, I don't want to speak. I mean, I want to see the Dr. Strange picture, but it's more to do with Sam Raimi. Yeah, same here. Um, now I want to see it for Dr. Strange. He's one of there, my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, but there is one superhero that hasn't been, that has been left out and he only exists in video games. And it is by far probably my favorite video oh, game. Oh God, I know where this is going already. <laughs> and I know it's my favorite video game from my childhood. Why haven't we seen a Boogerman movie? Oh, I thought he was going to go with Booster Gold. No, Booster no, Gold's video, a comic book. Yeah, there's no video, video game. Are video you sure? game only would be Boogerman. What's the yeah. difference between a comic book and a video game? Why don't you guys take this twenty dollars? Hold on, hold on. War? <laughs> only, only about one hundred and twenty million dollars in development. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's about right. <laughs> Just take this twenty dollars and go see a Star War. So I do want to briefly read the story of Boogerman. <laughs> one dork, one dark and stormy evening, the no, civic dork minded failed it. You nailed yeah. it. Stick with dork. The civic, and it, you will read how this makes a perfect movie. Uh, the civic minded professor Stink Bomb was working in his lab above Takey Stink Dump. Bomb. Stink Bomb was working in his lab above Takey Dump, where he was secretly building you a machine. Shit. I, I might as well have called the Zapomatic that would save the world from pollution by transporting it to a place he called Dimension. X Crement. The same evening, eccentric millionaire Snotty Ragsdale paid a visit to the lab to investigate his project and find out how such a thing was possible. He was not sure about the machine's purpose. After, after activating the machine, Ragsdale inhaled a cloud of pepper through his nose, causing him to let out a mighty sneeze. The power of the sneeze broke the machine, opening a portal. Just then, a mysterious arm popped out of the portal and stole the machine's main power source. Snodium 357. In response to this danger, Snotty rushed into the men's room to change into his alter ego, the mighty Booger Man, and jumped into the portal to pursue the arm to learn the reason for the theft. 
and perfect you, movie. You you see this as a as this, a trauma film. The, universal man. Universal trauma. Universal. <laughs> this would pull Universal out. It would no longer be the In studio that Tom Cruise. <laughs> it would not Paramount. Paramount. Oh, I got him confused. Paramount. Paramount can do this. And it would knock out Scientology altogether because everybody would be rooting for Booger Man. Would they? In my in my perfect world, they would. <laughs> I mean, they're remaking the Toxic Avengers an actual budgeted film. So yeah, God, I don't even I don't even know how that's gonna turn out with Peter Dinklage. I, I don't know how that's gonna work. But no, I think Booger Man, it I it it could make an interesting movie for children. Farts. Uh, the, the the booger man's powers are he flicks boogers and if he drinks a can of milk he suddenly has super loogies and he farts and burps and if he eats a magic chili pepper he's he, uh, his farts turn to fire. I mean, Captain Thunderpants got made, so weird things have happened. And that's not yeah. an insult to Captain Thunderpants. I don't want to insult anybody that's a big fan. Joe, don't get mad at. I me. thought it was Captain Underpants. No, no, that's the book series, Captain Thunderpants, or is it? I think it's Captain Thunderpants. It's uh, um, I think oh, I, know, uh, I know what you're talking about too. Uh, I think the guy is. that played Ron in those Harry Potter movies, uh, and I think Ron Perlman's in it too. But he develops a superpower to um, expel gas uh, and fly with it, or something. Oh, Joe James, you were you were sl- grossly misselling. Uh, well, I don't see that. I don't see that Ron Perlman's in it. Okay, but I'm it sorry. does have Ned Beatty, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Stephen Fry. Yeah. Captain Thunderpants. Look it up, kids. Uh see, I know things. It's British. <laughs> I'm I'm intercontinental. So yeah, no, that's just my first pick. I just think it would be a, if we're talking about movies converting video games to movies, it's one of those weird, obscure ones that nobody nobody knows about. And I think uh at least it might make something interesting because like I said, the majority of comic book uh dang it, James, I keep doing it. Video game movies are not that interesting. All right. I'm going to go with one that, and honestly, I didn't think I was going to go with this one until about five minutes ago. But to follow up Boogerman, I got to follow it up with something that is equally deep and meaningful, uh, except mine actually is. So it wouldn't work if you would have told me 10 years ago, maybe we should do it as a movie or as a series. I would say no, you shouldn't. But in a world post Game of Thrones, where you can do things that may look a little bit deeper and things like that. I would argue, no, I wouldn't do it necessarily on the previous ones, but there, uh, I would do Dragon Age Inquisition. So Dragon Age is the story of Dragon Age Inquisition. is the third game in the series. And basically how it starts, even the loading screen, is you see uh, these knights, the Templar, and these mages have been kind of at war with one another for a long time. And they're finally going to have a peace summit. I'm simplifying it greatly. And they're marching toward where they're going to meet and and settle this all of a sudden there's a huge explosion this is all in the loading screen of the game and a hole literally rips in the sky they call it the the breach and the breach goes into what they term as the fate and in the fate is spirits and monsters and demons and all that stuff and they start to come through but uh just any of the fifth who is the person that was going to create the balance and and get the mages and the Templar to all be on the same page is killed in the explosion. So you have demons coming through, you have a civil war that was just getting ready to run down, and 
you as the player play a, uh, a character that eventually gets known as the Inquisitor because you survived the blast, but embedded in your hand is something that gets nicknamed the Anchor because it's they discover that you can close breaches because more breaches start opening and demons are coming through them and you're the only one that can control the breach. And the rest of the game is figuring out, A, why you? Why did you survive? And depending on what choices you make in the game, is how you get perceived. So are you a savior? In other words, are people going to think, oh, you must be a good person because you were given this gift to close the breaches, or are you a monster? Because why? who else would be able to close the breach except for somebody that's been touched by demons? That's the game. You go through, but it's got all the political intrigue of what side are you going to take? Are you going to, because of course the Templars start to suspect, well, the mages had this plan all along. Of course, the mages suspect the Templars. And so everything starts to fall apart again, and you basically decide that you're going to create a third faction called the Inquisition. And, and you start to borrow and, and effectively recruit from both sides to try to get everybody, everybody to reunite. It's got a lot of magic. It's got a lot of fighting. It's got politics. It's got all that stuff. And again, ha if we didn't live in a post-Game of Thrones world, I don't know if anybody would do it. But as a video game, it's got a lot of cool monsters in it. There are dragons, but they're very rare because the dragons are supposedly dying off. So it's very rare that you find or fight a dragon. There's all these other monsters, though. So you have an entire background of lore. Uh, you have elves. You have all of that stuff and how they fit together. It's got some really creepy moments in it. But, uh, you know, you can, you can get gear by robbing graves in certain parts of the game but you pay for that in other ways because people will see you doing it and it turns out that most people frown on grave robbing but anyway so it's it's uh th there's a great mythology behind it and it's been built up through three complicated it's it's been built up through three games but as far as entertaining as a movie I can just picture this because it does start. Like I said, the loading screen of the game is, oh, they're just walking toward this place. You don't know what's going to happen. And then everything explodes and everybody's dead except for you. Yeah. And it goes from there. And I can see that working on a screen. Now, the problem is, as I've already alluded to, is as a screenwriter, director, whoever, Obviously, the, the audience isn't going to get to choose which direction that they go in. So are you going to play it as them being good, evil, indifferent? Are they a messiah? Are they a monster? You have to make that call, which is one of the challenges of adapting it. But it would be a lot of fun to see on screen. Oh, and could really, for lack of a better term, Game of Thrones it up. So my next one is... I, and, I've, and once again, it's a game I've never played. There was, I, I've got three, but I'm going to save one of them because I think James may do it. I think he's a big fan of this of a game. It's a it's a Western game. James, you going to do the Western game? I, it's, it was it was actually what I was going to do first, but I I was like, oh, I'll mention this one. Well, you'll go with it next. Uh, yeah. Why don't we have a Bioshock film? I know. So a little bit of the history. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, you go was that Gord Verbinski really wanted to do a Bioshock film. And the problem was, and if you don't know who that is, he directed the Pirates of the Caribbean films, Mouse Hunt, uh, his best film, The Weatherman. Weather, <laughs> so, it's, it's a great movie. It is I mean, a great movie. And Rango, Rango's a great movie. Um, so Mouse Hunt's a really good movie too. I actually probably should show that to my kid. I don't think he's ever seen it. And, and the first Pirates of the Caribbean holds up really well. It's really fun. 
Uh, he's a very direct, he's a very talented guy, but I guess the problem was is he wanted to do it rated R. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just such an expensive film where it's underwater. Yes. And I've never well, played it. Well, to to I don't mean to poo-poo on you, but as of February oh. as of February, they announced that that movie is coming to Netflix. Have they shot it? No, but it's coming. You got a director? <laughs> That's what uh, I don't think anything's as of now. It's not made yet. Yeah. But by the way, by the way, I mean, as far as it goes, Bioshock, and I, I, I'll lose some nerd cred here. I've never got to play Bioshock. Uh, it came out at a time when I was doing some work on my master's and doctorate and things like that, and I never got to play it though I wanted to. But it very much looks at that dystopian and the utopian, right? And so, um. I'll just read this. The game's concept was developed by Irrational's creative lead, Ken Levine. Levine? Levine doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And incorporates ideas by 20th century dystopian and utopian thinkers such as Anne Rand, George Orwell, mm-hmm. Aldous Huxley, John D. Rockefeller Jr., and Walt Disney. That's a very mixed bag of people to be influenced by. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, I, I wanted to play it. it. It is set in the 1960s, so it's also a time piece. Um, and, and maybe that's another reason that it being so expensive mm-hmm. would, would play out as well, is that not only do you have underwater, but if you're doing it accurate to the game, right. which often doesn't happen, but it would be, there'd be the expense. And Joe, do you know, did you read what else might have killed the, the, bio, the Gore Verbinski Bioshock? It? Zack Snyder. He wanted to do it? No. Uh, right when they were getting ready to announce that that movie was going to be, they were going to start working on that movie, Watchmen came out uh, and under and grossly underperformed. And they're yeah, like, we don't want to risk it. So yeah. they backed out of it. Yeah. So, uh, right. yeah. Who's up? Uh, oh, I guess it's me since that was yours. That was yours. Um, well, I just, there's, I mean, we, there's just, I've never played it, but I know it's so huge and the visuals are so cool and they're striking. The visuals are so Oh, striking. yeah. Yeah. And, and at times creepy yeah very creepy i just would love to know why but go ahead no um mine is actually this is actually a serious one booger man you know was kind of a joke um though i would be their opening day if they made it um there is a series of games um called the odd world games uh oh, yep i am a very huge fan of these games i've actually there's only one of them i've i've not played and beaten um, which is odd, a odd world Dave's Exodus. Um, but um, these are a great series of games that, granted, the game itself, if you play it, it oh is a movie. I still remember the preview, the trailer. It's Exodus. Remember? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little thing. Yeah. Is the only one. All right, forget it. Yep. Yeah. No, I remember. Yeah. Um, and if you're not familiar with it, uh, the first one is about this. Um, he's a Mudokan. Uh, named Abe. Uh, he is, um, the Mudokans are basically enslaved people um, from this uh, villainous group of people called, oh my God, I had it in my head and I completely lost it. Um, doesn't matter. Um, I, uh, but uh, these, these group of aliens have enslaved them and Abe, who's just a lowly slave, suddenly starts getting visions and he, he learns about his, his group, his people's history and it's left upon him to save them from this evil 
of invaders um, on their planet homeworld. And if you've seen any images from this game, the images are beautiful of this of this forest world. Um, and even when you get into the the, uh, the Gluckens, uh, sorry, the Gluckens, um, when you get into their more industrial um, scenes, they are even beautiful in the steampunky kind of way. I think this would make a good movie. And then, you know, also cool with Oddworld is, again, it's a series of games. And they're not all focused on the Madokans. Um, you know, there's also Stranger's Wrath, which is about a bounty hunter who uh, is working for another, a group of people inside of this, in, inside of Oddworld, who, you know, he has some, you know, it's kind of like a, the Pale Rider uh, type of it, but it's a, an alien video game. It's amazing. Um, and then you also have Munch's Odyssey, which is about um, a, a, somebody who teams up with the Madokans. There are these little uh, fish type creatures who are being ate out of existence by the Gluckens. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a great in terms of, you know, the environmental, um, spe uh, you know, tones that they have into it, but also the, I mean, the characters are great and the images and everything about it's stunning. Uh, there's a, they're actually got to release a new game this year called soul storm. And it's one of the main reasons why I was tempted to buy a PlayStation five, just so I could play it. So, yeah, um, that is my second pick. I would love to see an odd world movie. James. You know, I'm I, uh, Joe already alluded to it, but I'm going to do it. I, the um, I want to do the. You're going to talk the, about gun. Uh, I, that's it's good, and I guess I mean it's okay. Uh, no, I'm going to talk about Sunset Riders. Look it up, kids. No, you should um, be ashamed. The movie that has not only Thomas Jane, Chris Christopherson, and Lance Henriksen. Um, no, I'm going to talk about Red Dead, but most people would say Red Dead Redemption. I want to take it back to the first one. Because I loved it, and it's why I love the later ones. Red Dead Revolver. Red Dead Revolver would be. It's. It's. I mean, what's great about the game is it. It's made. It's presented as if you're watching a movie. There's. There's the uh, Joe. What's it called? The debris that gets on film to where it looks like there's lines in it and stuff like that. Like cigarette burns? No, not well. Basically, wear and tear, I guess, where it gets lines in and stuff like that. So it'll cut to scenes where it's like you're watching an trash, old James, you're trash uh i sure am thanks blanche uh anyway uh <laughs> um red dead revolver is the first game in the series though according to uh dan hauser who uh, did uh the red dead redemption games he considers it set in its own universe but the plot is straight out of a western you you follow red harlow who is a bounty hunter who starts to uncover the plot that killed his parents and he exacts revenge on those responsible. The reason it's called Red Dead Redemption is when they kill his parents, he sees a gun that has been knocked out of somebody's hand and it's in the fire. And they literally taunt him and go, go ahead and grab it, boy. And when he grabs it, he burns his hand. And so he's scarred there. And so that's why it's Red Dead Revolver. He's scarred by the revolver in the very beginning of the game and he spends the rest of the thing following it and what's unique about red dead revolver as compared to redemption or redemption 2 is that you don't just play red harlow there's a there's a couple um levels where you play as a buffalo soldier there's a couple uh uh chapter or uh, i said chapters a couple levels where you play as a um trick shooting englishman um, and so it's all these stereotypes of Western movies. Um, you at one point have to save somebody's 
ranch. You have to do all of this stuff. There's all these different quests, but it really is a bounty hunter movie. And he's going to get revenge, and he finds out how up, high up it goes. And as happens in many of these movies, of course, the people that arranged it profited off of his parents' death, and some of them are now in pretty good positions of power. Um, what I also loved about it is, because it is a Western game, it makes allusions to so many Westerns. One of the villains that you fight is somebody that refuses to leave the cemetery and carries a rifle or carries a machine gun in a coffin. Little little Django illusion there. Uh, illusion. It's total ripoff. Well, he's a villain. He's not the hero. It's completely different. It's completely um, different. <laughs> plus, it's also. I mean, they dun 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 dun. Yeah, he's he's pretty much also made to seem as kind of a mystic voodoo type character as his backstory. So they they, they do some fun stuff. Would I would I settle for a Red Dead Redemption movie? Absolutely. Those two uh, the two games in that series are, are different. They each follow a different character. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. You're John Marston, who is a former outlaw. Your family is kidnapped by actually the early Bureau of Investigation before they were federal, and basically they say we will give your family back if you will go and round up the members of your former gang so you're forced to do that and you have to track down your former thing red dead redemption 2 you are are the villain you are a outlaw and you're trying to keep your outlaw quote-unquote family together and you have to go on quests like that three different games three very different stories any of them would work as a pretty serviceable movie i like red dead revolver because it does make tons of illusions but you don't have to know the movies to enjoy the game I'd, i'd pay to see it as a movie do you know who's been promoting that they want that movie to be made and they want to star in it? Who? Henry Cavill. Oh, for Red Dead Revolver or just Red Dead Redemption? Red Dead, Red Dead, Redemption. 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 So I wonder if he wants to be John Marston or if he wants to be uh, Arthur Morgan. He, he could play either one of them. He wants to be Jesus. But, but I would rather see a Red Harlow movie. Uh, and again, all of them are cliched, uh, cliched in some ways because there's very few Western games out there, except for the great Sunset Riders. Sunset Riders. He wants to be. He wants to be Arthur Morgan. Oh, really? Uh, Sunset Riders. So he wants to do Red Dead Redemption Two as a game, but probably be. The oh one. wait, no, I'm sorry. They don't actually say. I read that wrong, guys. I'm sorry. It's it says that uh, he is too fresh faced to play Arthur Morgan, though he could pull off a John Marston. John Marston is the younger of the characters, so he wants to do the first. Anyway, uh, or they want him to do, or they think he should. Anyway, the point being, there's not a ton of Western video games. There's some. Uh, I mentioned Sunset Riders because that was the Nintendo equivalent that basically did, hey, what if Devil Dragons happened in the Old West? Um, <laughs> and I mentioned Gun. <laughs> yeah, Gun. But, you know, oddly enough, as big as Western movies have been historically, they were late by the time that video games were getting big there weren't too many though there was the atari game outlaw which was a great two-player because you could you, you had to shoot at each other but you couldn't move it's great anyway uh, <laughs> um but yeah yeah so i i think I, I think those games are unique in that they are western games they do have a pretty big following now uh and so if you're going to adapt a video game why not do one that has some uh, has a pretty good fan base Joe, that's you, bud. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying to turn this thing off. Um, I'm going back and forth between two, but now there was another video game, and they made several of them over the years, and, and I'm going to go back to video games that were popular that I didn't play, even though they were around when I did play video games. Why have we never had a Metroid film? 
You know, that's, that's actually one that's a good question because Metroid, I mean, they used it in some ways. You got I, to see. I mean, she's she's a bounty hunter or something, right? And, and yeah. It, and it just sets itself up specifically for, I mean, there's space pirates. There's all kinds of aliens. She's a female bounty hunter, especially now. I mean, I could see a few years people being very sexist and saying, ah, oh, we can't do that now and put all that money. But I mean, why is there not a Metroid film? <laughs> What uh, uh, there is, it's being directed by Ridley Scott. <laughs> there, is that, is that real? Is that real? I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm I just pull it up real quick. That's on some website called MetroidFanFandom.com. So yeah, maybe I'm, not. I'm betting that's not. No, there may be one in yeah. development, but it does not exist. It's like the Bioshock thing. When it exists, it exists. Why have we not gotten a Metroid film? Because it's it's a video game series. It's there's several of them. Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, the big thing is, is it because the, the, the studios who develop this are really, they want to protect their products and they know how well move, uh, video game movies do. Well, and, the, and my follow-up to this is, is, is I understand that Mario didn't work, but why have we never got a, basically a Nintendo mashup film like Super Smash Brothers, where we have all the characters? Something yeah, that they're doing with Sonic. And well, that's what I was going to, I'm sorry, I know I'm doing two here, but I want to go into why did we never get this? Because so, so I sit through Sonic 2 and I don't know anything about Sonic, but clearly I read enough to know that those characters are legacy characters from the games that they got yeah. into it and they're building the world out more. Why has Nintendo not taken advantage of this? Nintendo theme parks, Nintendo part of maybe come here as part of Universal Studios theme park. And there's one in Japan, right? That's just a yeah. Nintendo theme park. Yeah. How in the world have they not done like a, a Smash Brothers or a Mario Kart? Do you see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, and they I think I think all those characters together. And again, I'm I'm speaking out of my ass because I don't know, but I think the the fact that the Mario Brothers bombed so terribly that with what that Nintendo basically just kind of retreated into itself, saying we're not doing this with our characters anymore. No, I, uh, I know, but we're now, not, uh, but I mean, now we're finally we're finally years. yeah, and we're finally now we're they're finally kind of venturing out of the out of the cave and we're seeing a super mario's animated film with chris pratt as mario for some reason which still that's one of those that's one of those things where if it doesn't can, if it doesn't begin with i'm a mario i'm gonna win now see this is you know and, and you know i don't mean to get off on a tangent but you know normally when when fans complain about casting i don't get it this is one of those ones where i do get it i'm like that does not seem to fit at all <laughs> chris pratt as as mario but we'll see what happens i mean i'm not what happens i thought that I, i'm not a huge pokemon fan and i thought that was the dumbest idea and i slightly enjoyed the movie yeah i slightly enjoyed Detective but i hear pikachu. that if you're a pokemon fan it's 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 tough to get through i i so. uh, yeah well i'm just i mean i can't shit on them because there's other things that i like and i don't yeah. like yeah them. i can't stand I, green my first reaction chad was your face and then yeah. the second was, is like, oh man, I really did hate X, Y, and Z because they changed so much. Yeah. So, no, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I, I agree. I agree with you. I don't know why there hasn't been a Metroid film. Brie Larson is saying that she wants to do it, which is, you know, should be enough cred to get that movie rolling. Do you um, think part of the issue is that they've realized that they're never going to get somebody to voice Mother Brain as well as Captain N and the Game Masters did? Oh, uh, man. That is a that is that is primo casting, and I'm blanking on it's the guy who did the uh, Audrey too. 
Yeah. Oh, shoot. I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Hold he on. did two things. He did, he did a Little Shop of Horror 2s and Captain N, the Game Master. I have no idea, guys. No. Uh, I'm still, I'm still, I can't believe Nintendo. And that's the reason I Levi it. Stubbs. Thank Levi you. Stubbs. God, it was on the, yeah, Stubbs. I just, I, I can't wrap my mind off why that hasn't happened, gentlemen. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you would think, N- and Nintendo has enough clout where they could basically do their own movies. Check. They could yeah. write that check. And when you have theme parks and you have all these things, it just, a movie or a series just because kind of, I don't understand. I mean, I know they've made several different animated series, but a big Smash Brothers or, or Mario Kart or something where you just brought in all the characters. I can't. Let's face it, the animated the animated series have not been that great either. So. I just can't imagine that not being a hundred million dollar for opening weekend in the summer. Sold correctly. <laughs> Sold correctly. Yeah. All right. All right. So my final pick again, it's an old one, uh, but it's one of those games that I love playing and I think it has a great premise again it would have to be an animated film because well maybe not necessarily um medieval are you the one of you familiar with the medieval franchise vaguely I mean I know what you're talking about and they look cool yeah the character the the character the characters in that game are fantastic and the plot of it's great it takes place in 1286 uh, it involves uh, this army uh, fighting this sorcerer named Zerok. Um, and it's being led, uh, and it's in the kingdom of Galomir. Um, uh, and it's, the army is being led by one same Sir Daniel Fortesque. Now, the myth goes that he fought Zerok and defeated the army um, and eventually succumbed from his wounds. But the truth is that this Sir, Sir Dan, as he goes by, was killed by the first arrow shot. And he fell dead. Um, cut to a hundred years later, Zerok um, returns um, through a, a, some dark magic, and upon that dark magic, it actually re, uh, resurrects Sir Dan. But Sir Dan is a skeleton; he has no lower jaw. Which, uh, if you watch one of our earlier episodes, you know how much a walking skeleton bugs the shit out of me. But I would make one exception here. <laughs> um, he has one eye. So cool. Uh, I know. I know. But there's just. I, I just this. I just can't get over it. I just can't. Uh, the the only. I'm sorry. Still the only exception, is Army of Darkness, and that is just. But you don't even make an exception for Jason and the Argonauts, which is Army of Darkness is ripping off. I'm sorry. I don't like. I never did like Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, the regardless of the skeletons. I don't get me wrong, Ray Harry. It's Ray Harryhausen, right? Did a good job. Oh, <laughs> he thanks you from hell. Yeah, I'm and sorry. he has that, that talking out. He's, he's got him and Gilbert tonight are partying. Oh man, such a sad day. <laughs> hey, Gilbert would have laughed about. This. Yeah, and we are recording this on the day that the that Gilbert Gottfried unfortunately passed away, which is just yeah. broke yeah. my heart today. Uh, but no, I really think it would make a good film. And, and anyway, Sir Dan comes back and clumsily tries to defeat Zerok again on his own without the army. Um, the video games are fantastic, uh, both medieval and medieval two. I loved playing them. I unfortunately never beat them and I don't have a place at uh, the original PlayStation anymore. Uh, so I can't go back and see if I can beat them now that I'm older and wiser. You can borrow mine. Oh, thanks. I still need the game though. <laughs> well, I can't help that. I can't. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, um, that is my third pick. I just, I would love to see um, Medieval turn into a movie. James. You know, uh, there, there's a couple that come to mind and, and one that I think uh, I, I, I've got to mention because it will forever be built into my memories of going to um, Big Lots, oddly enough. Is Wait, big, I got to see where you're going with this. Such memories, so many strippers at the Big Lots. Because no offense, James, video games and big lots do not tie in together. So big lots, the big lots in Moorhead at one point would have exactly two video games, like arcade machines, and they were oh. always older ones up near the front. Like yeah, and and the one that they, one of the ones that the Moorhead one had and kept forever, was one of the first arcade games that I encountered that talked. Um, you know, that actually had the old 80s voice, you know, when you did certain things. Do drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that would be... Are you sure you just weren't hearing demons? Uh, it, the, it, it, was I, hobo, it was Hobo Dan behind the video game shooting <laughs> up in there. <laughs> uh, what mischief won't he get into? The, there have been several games in this series, but 1985 was the first one. And that's Gauntlet. Gauntlet. So Gauntlet hey, was... Hey, kid, come smell my socks. <laughs> the Gauntlet uh, is, is perhaps best known for the, you know, you played at... Uh, let me make sure I'm being correct that this is Gauntlet and I'm not misremembering the title. I know there is a game called Gauntlet. But... Say, Gauntlet involves you being able to pick, like, the Jester, the Knight, the Wizard, yeah. the, the, the Archer. Yeah, so you, you picked a couple different ones. It, it bears... Um, a little bit of resemblance to a, ma a previous maze game that's based on a title you may have heard of called Time Bandit. Um, but Ooh. this game, so it's top down, third person. You go through mazes. You got to pick between uh, Thor, who was a warrior, Merlin, who was, you guessed it, a wizard, Thyra, who was a Valkyrie, and Questor, who was an elf. And you had to go through and solve these puzzles, do all this stuff. Your thing slowly uh, draws away. But the reason it is forever built into my mind is that the narrator, who was voiced by Ernie Fosselius, um, would frequently remind you of what you needed to do. So if you got injured um, or something like that, it would say things like warrior needs food badly empty my pee bottle <laughs> uh, what or if you did really really well it would occasionally say things like i've not seen such bravery so it's burned into my head but it's basically a quest game and it was originally started with the title of not creatively dungeons <laughs> i can't make that up but you play through the entire game and to of course fight a, a wizard it was a hugely profitable game in the 80s. Uh, in the arcade, one operator in San Mateo, California, made $15,000 a week for six straight weeks on this one arcade console. It was a huge game at the time. It got ported over to Nintendo. It got ported over to Sega. It got ported over a couple times. Like I said, there's been follow-up games. There's been sequels even recently. Um, that by 1986 they did the first sequel gauntlet 2 uh the third sequel called gauntlet the third encounter also called gauntlet 3 the final quest and of course the final quest was followed up by gauntlet 4 
because oh crap we always already use the term <laughs> final quest um the game was re- rebooted again in 2014 but it is just a quest game you pick a stupid champion you go through and of course your warrior is stronger your wizard fights at a different distance your elf uses arrows your valkyrie is stronger but not quite as strong as, as thor but has more you know moves quicker they're supposed to be balanced but you could do a great movie about them having to team up having to deal with this it could be a little silly it could be you know you could have somebody that does the narration you could do a couple different things with it but it's one of those great old games that was hugely successful that enough people still remember you get a little bit of nostalgia buy-in it works with the swords and sorcery kick it does a couple different things and i i think you could do something with gauntlet the good news is there's fans of it but because it doesn't have much of a plot you could also be creative with it matter of fact i'd love to see what sam raimi would do with gauntlet speaking of sam raimi and also hobo dan would let you play with his cans for about five cents and i'm talking about the tin kind Trying to get the stupid thing to unmute so I could make a can joke. <laughs> yeah, I beat you Damn to it. it, jerk face. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, that's all the ones I've got. Anybody got any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, I've got one. Or actually, I've got several, but I want to talk about one because I think it would be a blast to see. What? James Bond doesn't count, James. No, no, no. But I will that's say, I will say, I will James. say the James Bond video games, the original ones, the fact that they have their own soundtracks, their own original music, usually done some by some top notch musicians. Pretty impressive. You know, they I will are. say, I will say this though, out of the James Bond games, I don't, uh, you could turn Rogue Agent into a movie. And I don't know why they haven't. Actually, you could do uh, GoldenEye, not the GoldenEye, but the GoldenEye they did later on, the original GoldenEye that yeah. everybody played. They did a GoldenEye game where you're, you you play a uh, an agent that failed and you get saved by Spectre. Or, yeah, that's Rogue, that's Rogue Agent. Oh, actually. Gold, that, GoldenEye Rogue Agent. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. There was a, a Rogue Agent was a follow-up, right? They did two different games with that game. Oh, I could be wrong, but yeah, GoldenEye Rogue Agent is the one that I've played. And yeah. I, I, I still get mad because I can't beat Dr. No. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I agree. Uh, no, the one that I would love to see that is a character. Matter of fact, I'd love to see them do more games with these characters is the epic quest of Toe Jam and Earl. That's a good one, even if though you, I, could, I never understood the game. I, basically, the <laughs> plot to the hell to me. What in the hell is that? They're two aliens that yeah. crash land on Earth, and they are stereotypical 80s, 90s parody. Like they learned about our culture by watching TV. So they're, you know, they say things like jamming and, and uh, Earl's referred to as Big Earl and all this stuff. But they're two different characters. They crash land on Earth uh, and the first game is you get go through all these levels to find all the pieces of your ship to reassemble it because you don't want to be on earth because earth sucks. <laughs> and so they encounter all these people. And of course the people they encounter hurt them in different ways. They, because they're aliens, they can't stand opera. So they encounter an opera singer, which they have to avoid. They encounter dogs, they encounter all this stuff. It's, it's kind of a silly game, but it's really, it's surreal. It's satire. And it really is, actually, as one review at the time said, a daringly misanthropic commentary on earthly life. 
Like all they want to do is get back to their planet where to them things make sense. Mm -hmm. You could do a great satire movie with this because they end up being obsessed with, of course, you know, that urban culture of the California, and because it was made in the 90s, it's that California, you know, groovy or not groovy, uh, but surfer lingo and stuff like that. And they just want to go home. Yeah. Um, so they've got to get, oh, and they're from the planet Funkatron. That's the reason um, why. Oh, he almost, I was, again, I got tickled. No, 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 sir. That's wrong. Uh, he was not, Daryl Dawkins was not from Funkatron. He was from Lovetron. Get it right. We assume that's in the same area of space as Funk, Funkatron, but uh, he was somewhere over there in the Ford galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, if, if you beat the game, they reconstruct their spacecraft and you actually get to control it as they proceed across the landscape and they go to Funkatron and you get to fly into Funkatron and you control it the entire time. So it's not, oh, I can play the game and then they do it. No, you get to go back to Funkatron. You get to be greeted by their friends and family who are glad that they survived this terrible planet called Earth. So Cool. Yeah. No, uh, the only honorable mention I have, uh, I don't know why we still haven't got a Duke Nukem game. A Duke Nukem movie. But yeah. do, you, do you think that was, I mean, is Duke Nukem a product of his time? Well, yeah, and it's kinda. such a ripoff of the Evil Dead too. The character yeah. is Ash. Yeah, it's also yeah. a ripoff of Doom and yeah. Wolfenstein. And, 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 and Wolfenstein's another one. Yeah. Well, I was going to say. So, real quick though, I think about. So, what I was going to say. Didn't we kind of get? Didn't we kind of get a Wolfenstein movie with Overlord? I like Overlord quite a bit, but I, I don't do know too. Wolfenstein. I, that's an overlooked gem. Do mm-hmm. Do you think? So, I, let me posit this for us to wrap it up. Um, what has worked well? And by that I mean, I think about like for a long time I would have said Castlevania, but Castlevania has worked much better on Netflix than yeah. it would have as a two-hour movie. Well, no, I think I, 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 okay, I swear to God, I think. I mean, I don't know that anybody would have let me direct it, but I think I could have put a three-act Castlevania movie. I think I could do that. I think I could do that well. I think I could do it. I'm sure it get. And then as the writer, I could always bitch that the director fucked up my vision. But I think I could have done that. And I don't understand why we didn't get, and I have nothing against that. I could do a movie with The Rock in Doom. Why didn't we get that movie? I mean, he was there. They had Carl Urban and The Rock. Yeah, I mean, why did we never get an Iron Sword movie with Fabio? By the way, useless trivia, Fabio is on the cover of the video game Iron Sword. Look it up, kids. So I don't mean to change. Yeah, I I think there's a movie there to answer your question, James. Just like I think you can do a limited series of Doom or do a movie. And a lot of these would probably be better served as a limited series because you don't have the pressure of getting all that shit in in two hours. Well, that's what I mean. And that's what you do is you concentrate on three characters. Yeah. Right, and you you throw away a lot of backstory, and you get it. You know, Stephen King talks about this. Best adaptations take, they get the spirit of it. What's the spirit yeah. of Castlevania? And then you do that. Dracula's. Dracula, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the spirit, you know. And you've got a castle, and you got Dracula, and you do that. I, I mean, I, uh, I, it's tough, and and video games are so immersive. 
there's such a big vast especially for some of the ones that we just talked about they're so good and so well done they're so immersive and there's so many hours you spend there's so many corners and there's so much yeah. plot that goes along with it and it's if you take your time yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, the, 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 it's not connecting a novel, so you have to break it down into what's the spirit, what's that, what 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 characters do we concentrate on that makes a a two hour movie. Sorry, yeah, yeah. And you, you know, I was gonna say, and you can see where like there was a lot of love done with with um, Warcraft, and the movie just didn't work. It, it just was, boring as hell. It was boring, and you know, he was trying to build up to something. But he, because he, uh, Joe, Joe, help me here. David Bowie's son. David Bowie's son. Moon. Moon. Mute. I can't, oh God, it's breaking uh, my I head. I think, uh, yeah, you know, honestly, uh, uh, source code, his first two pictures are pretty good. I've never yeah. actually enjoyed anything after the first two. Yeah. Um, and it's Warcraft. Paul. Jesus, what is his name? You can look it up. Duncan Jones. Duncan Thank Jones. You. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. He's a great, he's a good tweeter. Yeah, no, Duncan Jones. Uh, I, I I actually enjoyed Mute too. Uh, it was a little, yeah, but it was I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, Warcraft, he loved Warcraft. He was he took his time with that. But there is a scene, there is a process where you go too far into it, and it just becomes a slow mess about Jesus. But do you think? And, and so let me ask sorry, you, sorry Moses, because it was Moses that got left on the river. Sorry. Let me ask you this: You need to go to church. I know. Jesus. Now, I, I, let me. By the way, I did just I did just watch Passion of the Christ again for some reason. Really, dude? Yeah. Just 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 watch Risen. That's a that's a much more enjoyable movie. No, no. So what I did was I watched Universal Soldier: The Return, and I'm like, oh, that's a shitty resurrection film. Let me watch it the good one. <laughs> Once again, watch Risen. <laughs> anyway, um. So, but but let me ask you this. Spit it out. So, when are you too close to something to adapt it? I'm too, I, I, I'm sorry, I was leaning in. That's my problem. We've talked about this on here before. I feel like I'd be too close to the Dark Tower to adapt it. Um, and I've, I've told this story many times of about Kubrick calling up David Milius, right? Yeah. John Milius, I said, John, John Milius asked him, what's the best gun ever? And him telling him about the handgun. And then later he talking to Kubrick going, what'd you do? Well, I modified it, did this and did this and did this. And he goes, you ruined it. He goes, no, I didn't make it better. By the way, all I can say <laughs> about your is, perspective, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Here, here's what, here's my pitch for letting me direct, uh, even though I've never directed anything and have no idea which end of a camera worked. But let me pitch you Hollywood right now and why you should let me direct the Dark Tower. All right, picture this. Now, you give me a script, and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to literally yell out, somebody get Dean Koontz in here. I want him to go over this once. I know what you're thinking. Dean Koontz didn't write that. Well, it can't hurt, folks. We saw what the first Dark Tower film was. Give me a shot. It's tough. You have to. You have to. Because what works, you know? And, and clearly that movie sucked. And if you've read all the books, then you know there's certain parts of the books that don't work. Like Song of Susanna doesn't work for me. Her and her talking to her unborn baby. I, I'd be like, well, Lord, this shit's out the window and Joe was his version. Or at least Hitchhiker's God. I was going to say Hitchhiker's God to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's God, but that, that's just so hard to adapt because how do you adapt humor? 
How do you, we've talked about that on here before. How do you adapt? I was sitting next to an interesting shade of blue. You know, and we've talked about this in other ways too. Like it's, it's my big thing about George Carlin's books. And I read, um, I read one of the lore books. So a world of lore based on the podcast, Aaron Menke's lore, which I love that podcast. But as I read the book, I realized you have to read it like he's narrating. And if you do that, the book is so enjoyable. It's like George Carlin that way. And so there's certain things where I'm like, you have to have a certain, like, because the, 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 one of the harsh critiques I read about the World of War after I read it was a lot of people said, you can tell it's written by somebody that does a podcast because it's written like a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the book, but I, I did find myself, I was reading it in the voice I know he uses when he narrates lore. <laughs> And it's like George Carlin's book. So no, I just I, I think that's one of the things. Like, when are you too close to adapt what you want to adapt? Like, when mm-hmm. is it too much for you? I don't know if I have an answer to that. I I, I would sell out to adapt anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're curious. Let us know since we're not as big video game nerds as some of you all are. Let us know what we missed. Let us know what we could have done better and share. Maybe maybe we'll do one episode where uh, James has mentioned it, and I would like to see it where we just play a video game. We all three play the same video game and see how badly we do against one another. We've never done it. No, it could be a YouTube feature. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This has been I say I say we do Atari's pole position. Y'all remember that? Oh my god! Position in my pants. This there was even a short-lived cartoon. Look it up, kids. This has been Bonehead. Uh.